1: If I haven't met you before, my name is Anthony, and we probably should change that. So if you haven't met me, come and say hey. I'd love to get to know you um, and get uh, you connected in all that we do here at York Street. Hey, um, I'm not sure if you noticed, but we didn't do communion. It's okay. We've got it uh, We've got it in hand, um, and we're going to share it in communion at the end of this message. Um, over the past few weeks, we've been looking at uh, passages from the Gospel of John, looking at the I am statements of Jesus. And we've identified this parallel between uh, the Old Testament and the New Testament. There's, we, we, we hear that God reveals himself to Moses at the burning bush in Exodus and tells him, I am who I am. Tell the Israelite nation that I am sent you. I am Yahweh. I am God. I am the Lord. And then in the New Testament, in the book of John that we've been looking at, we see Jesus uses this phrase phrase again, I am. And he demonstrates not only that Jesus is in fact God, he is who he says he is. He's the the Messiah, the the coming king of Israel that, that everyone's been waiting for. Not only that, but these I am statements point to his nature and his character using this same phrase, I am. So in week one, we had a look at I am the good shepherd with Pastor Tim. And and last week, we had a look at I am the door and Ange brought a message last week uh, looking at that. And this week, we're having a look at John chapter six, where Jesus makes this statement. I am the bread of life. But before we do that, I want to head to the end of the book. Have you ever skipped ahead in a book to see what happens at the end and then go back and read it? Well, I just want to draw our attention to John chapter 20, just for a moment. See, when we look at the book of John compared to the other three gospel accounts, we know that it's a bit different. Not all of Jesus' life, his birth, his death, his resurrection and his ministry aren't all covered in the book of John. We don't hear about his baptism or his temptation in the wilderness. We don't hear about him casting out demons and we don't hear about the Last Supper, though we do in the other gospel accounts. Why? Well, because it's not the point of that book. John was written after all the other gospel accounts, and with a specific purpose. Let's hear what uh, John chapter 20, verse 30 says. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, And that by believing, you may have life in his name. See, John isn't trying to be a biographer. He's intentionally highlighting the signs of Jesus that point to God. These these signs that prove that Jesus is who he says he is. John witnessed the ministry of Jesus and he wants it recorded and he wants everyone to know about it. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. And that by believing, you may have life in his name. It's not once I believed and that's it. It's believing. It's an ongoing process. It's a continual belief. And so John writes these things so that we may believe all these years later and that we may keep on believing and keep on believing each and every day in all aspects of our life, that we might be able to continually experience life in and with Christ. But who knows, that's not always easy. It's not easy to keep believing in the midst of hard circumstances, in life disappointments, lots of hard times, periods of what feels like wandering in the wilderness... It's not always easy to get up every day and believe if this is something you've wondered about something you've struggled with something you want to work on then this message is for you let's pray heavenly father we thank you that your word has signs has signs to highlight to us that you are the messiah you are who you say you are Father God, that that you would draw us into relationship through what you've done at the cross through Jesus. Father God, would you be with us as we explore your word today? Would you reveal yourself to us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the first names of God in the Old Testament is Yahweh Yireh. You may have heard it as Jehovah Jireh. Sometimes we we have translated this to mean God our provider, the Lord our provider. This is quite a popular translation. But when we dig a bit deeper, we realise that it's probably more closely translated to the Lord will see to it. Yahweh will see to it. This kind of makes me think of my kids, right? I have two daughters, one's nine and one's seven. And I'm sure your kids don't do this. But sometimes we have amazing moments where they're beautiful and charming and kind to one another and it's all just sweet. Then there's some other times, some other moments, where things might just be chaotic. Things might result in a tantrum. Things might result in them getting a bit fired up. I remember when they were younger, there was a particular, particular um, dinner set we had that had rainbow-coloured plates. There was one of every colour. And this particular tantrum was about the blue plate. I must have the blue plate. What are we to do? Well, God will see... Uh, no, just Dad. Dad will see to it. <laughs> Dad will see to it and sort it out. Maybe come up with a scenario where you have the blue plate tonight and you have the blue plate tomorrow. Dad will see to it. Dad will sort it out. Talk about first world problems, right? Right? As they've got older, the next thing is who can sit in the front seat of the car. So, always cause it to drama, but Dad saw to it and set out a plan. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, one daughter gets to sit in the car, in, in the front seat. Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, the other daughter gets to sit in the car. On Sunday, we have a day off because it's the Sabbath. Dad had to see to it. Dad had to intervene. It doesn't always mean they get what they want. Often it means they don't. Hopefully it means they get what they need. See, I had to enter into the situation. I had to help guide an outcome. Definitely not always what they want, hopefully what they need. I had to come down to their level. I had to calm the situation. I have to enter in and see to it. And as adults, I'm sure we never, ever have these moments. We've all grown up now. Yeah? Yeah? (laughs) So we see this theme of bread throughout the scriptures, right? In the Exodus account, Israel is delivered from captivity of the Egyptians. Moses parts the Red Sea and leads the Israelite nation into the wilderness. They wander around and they seem to get cranky. Exodus 16 verse 2 says this, In the desert the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather what they need for that day. In this way, I will test them and see if they follow my instructions. Well, guess what happens? They don't follow the instructions. They couldn't trust that the Father would see to it, that the the next morning when they wake up, the Father will have provided for them. So they try to stockpile the manna from heaven. It starts to get stinky, it starts to go off, There's maggots, there's all sorts of cool stuff happening there. Not edible. We soon learn it's not about the bread. Can everyone say it's not about the bread? bread. Yeah. The Father will see to it, but they couldn't quite trust him. It's all about God's provision. It's not about how he will provide, but what you will receive. It's not about what you will receive. It's all about trusting that you will receive. Not getting your own way, but trusting the Lord will provide in his own way in accordance to his will. Not about what we want, not about what we desire. And so we skip forward to, to John chapter 6, our key verse for today. To give you some context, you may have heard of a common story about the feeding of the 5,000. There's a young boy, he only has um, a, a bit of bread and some fish and fish. Jesus takes it and multiplies it and is able to, to feed 5,000 men plus their families, their women, the women and children. More than 5,000 people. Shortly followed by him walking on the water, walking on the lake. And so this is where we pick up the story. This has just happened. Chapter 6, verse 25. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. See, they, they weren't seeking him for who he was. They were seeking him because... He provided the bread they hadn't worked out that it wasn't about the bread everybody say it's not about the bread Amen. the bread is the sign it's not about the bread then they asked him what must we do to do the works that God requires Jesus answered the work of God is to believe and not just once but continually right like we learned before Believe in the one he has sent. To come to him continually. To lean on him for everything we need, not just once, each and every day, in each and every way. Not because of what he provides, but that he will provide. So they asked him, What sign will you give that we may see and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, it's not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, Always give us this bread. Everyone say it's not about the bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and you still do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. Come on, church, it's not about the bread. See, both in the wilderness in Exodus and now in this account of the feeding of the 5,000, of Jesus multiplying the loaves and fishes, it's not about the bread. The people are seeking the miracle, not the man. The Scripture says, it's not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. Jesus says, I am that bread. I am the bread of life. See, God wanted the Israelites to see him, the person of God. Not what he gives them, not what he provides, but that he provides. And what happens next? Verse 41. At this, the Jews there began to grumble about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he say I came down from heaven? Stop grumbling among yourselves, Jesus answered. He enters into the situation, into their tantrum, into their moment, and he says this, no one can come to to me unless the Father who sent me draws them in, and I will raise them up in the last day. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven which anyone may eat and not die. Me, Jesus, it's me. A relationship with me means a restored relationship with the Father. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh which I give which I will give for the life of the world. Then the Jews began to argue sharply among themselves. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? And by verse 66, it says this, from this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. On hearing this, the truth, the sharp end of the stick, they turn away. See, they believed, past tense, and they fell away. Perhaps it was too pointed, it hit too close to home. Perhaps they overreacted, like my kids with the blue plate or the front seat of the car. But folks, it's not about the bread. Thank you. See, everyone was still focused on the outcome. What they could get out of it. See, the product of those miracles, the bread, it can't be stored up. It's finite. It goes bad. It comes to an end. It has an expiry date. But the relationship, the relationship with Jesus begins when we submit our will to his, when we say, you are my Lord and Saviour. And as a result, we, we receive this everlasting life, an everlasting relationship with God but we need to believe, right? Not just once, but each and every day that Yahweh Yireh, God will see to it. He doesn't always give us what we want or what we think we need, but he provides what we truly need. It's not about what he provides, but that he provides. See, a life of believing day after day This continual act of believing means that God is seen to it. Even when life's tough, even when things are unpalatable, like the Jewish people, when things get too much, are we at risk of turning our back on Jesus? Who knows that sometimes we just need our Father to see to it. Even when the outcome isn't what we think we need, Friends, this message isn't purely about the intellectual exercise of understanding Scripture, the parallels between the Old Testament and New Testament. It's all cool stuff, super interesting, but that's not the point. It's got everything to do with your life, my life. It's got everything to do with our day job, everything to do with the stress that we carry about our finances, everything to do with the worries about our children everything to do with the dissatisfaction in your marriage, everything to do with the actual events happening right now in your life. Maybe it's you worrying about your adult children that when when they turned 18, it was going to be easy street from then on. Maybe it's that new person at your workplace that's looking to get that promotion you're after. Maybe it's those interest rates that just keep rising keep you awake at night worrying about what the future holds. Maybe it's that medical diagnosis that that you thought your future was yours and now it's uncertain. But it's not about the outcome. It's not about the the miracle. Don't try and force the miracle. Remember, it's not about the bread, friends. It's about the relationship with God the Father. Can we be people that, that not only know... God in this kind of safe sanitised place of church on a Sunday may we be people that that come to him each and every day know him in the racing of our mind, know him in the heart of our disappointment, know him in the pit of your stomach when you're going through this stuff how can we know him? we call on his name Yahweh Yireh every day, every situation Every day, seek the relationship, not the miracle, by investing in his word, by seeking him in prayer. Not seeking the specific outcome. That's up to him. Not throwing a tantrum when things don't go your way. Can we live a life of active belief, day after day, in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the circumstance, in the midst of the diagnosis? Can we get up each day and say, Lord, I believe today. I believe that you will see to it. I will press into Scripture. I will seek your face. I will call out from the depths of my heart that you are my Yahweh, you today. And again tomorrow and every day to come. One of the most obvious signs of bread in Scripture coming around the communion table. At the last supper with his disciples, the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it, in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, You proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The bread remains a sign, but it's not about the bread. The bread points us to Jesus. We use this bread, particularly at communion time, as an emblem, as a symbol, but it points us to the relationship. It's not about the miracle, it's about the man. So much so, That Jesus, for Jesus, it was always about the relationship. It was never about the bread. So much so that he was willing and went to the cross for us so that we could have the relationship. So when we come to the communion table each week or each day when we give thanks for all that God has done for us, all that he has provided, all that he has seen to in our life, we're submitting to him afresh, That he is our Yahweh Yireh. This is the process of believing, a new day, a new submission. So, as we come around the communion communion table today, I I wonder if there's things you need to invite him into. Not seeking out the specific outcome, not seeking out that miracle, but seeking out the relationship, the time, the time together time in prayer, time in reflection, seeking what he might have for you. Today I wonder if, as we come around the table, that we might allow the bread of life to calm our situations, to enter in, to come to our level. May we be people that call out, Yahweh, Yerah, my Father will see to it. Have your way with this situation, Lord, in this process of continually seeking and continually believing, might we say, not my will, but your will be done. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for all that you've done on the cross, that you have opened a relationship. Father, we pray that we might be a people that don't look for the outcome, That we don't look for what we can gain, yet we step into your presence. We step into a deep and intimate relationship with you. That no matter what we're facing, no matter what we're going through, that we would seek your will, not ours. That we might be a people that would continue to seek your will in all that we do, even when it's uncomfortable, even when it's painful even when we don't know what else to do. Father, would we look to you and say, my Father will see to it. No matter what we face, no matter what we feel, may we trust that you will see to it. Father God, bless this time as we, we spend a moment with you renewing, refocusing, and putting you first in all that we do. Father God, would we seek you beyond all things. In Jesus' name, amen. There's communion elements at the front and the back. Please take communion in your
0: own time. If you would like prayer or to find our sermon-based studies, please head to our website, or check the description below for a link. If you enjoyed the video, feel free to share the video, like, subscribe, and hit the bell icon for updates of when we release new videos. Remember, life can be tough, so let's do it together.